Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, a podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood Award history. My name is Corey. And I'm Jeff. Good evening, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Today, today we're, we're going to relax. We're going to have a regular sort of podcast uh, conversation. We've got a very special guest with us tonight. His name is Funky Sam Medina. He is the host Ooh. and producer of a weekly open mic comedy show called Hypothetical Comedy on Zoom and on the YouTubes, I'm sure. Um, he, uh, you can also see him doing stand-up in the greater San Jose area. Please, switches, give a round of applause wherever you're listening to this to Funky Sam Medina. What's going on, man? What's up? Hey, you guys, Larry pulls out a better guest, but the envelope's not switched. You're not here. <laughs> see, but we switched to a better, a better guest. Okay. That's all. Our whole thing is that we switched to somebody better. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, good. <laughs> somebody more deserving. You know, that's usually the, where, where we switch. So you, you do um, you do stand-up comedy in the greater San Jose area, right? Yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of NorCal, uh, Bay Area places, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose. Uh, we even did a uh, showcase in Honolulu. It's pretty exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. How, how is the, the comedy scene in, uh, in the Bay Area? It's, it's cool, man. It's cool. Um, I feel like uh, we're like a big happy family. You know, we're helping each other a lot. You know, it's just like writing groups and advice and rides and just it's, it's really cool and uh, i was told when i first got into comedy uh, appreciate this shit because in other places they're so cutthroat and they're not going to be family with you and it's just dog eat dog out there you know so as far as i know i love it and it's just a big happy family dysfunctional That's, at times but <laughs> always well you, you know there's not comedy without dysfunction right true <laughs> yeah the um it, it's interesting that there's these pockets that if you go through like sort of history of comedy, there's like these pockets of like Boston, Chicago, um, not, not so much like New York, LA, that, that like, <laughs> yeah, Scranton, that grow these, these communities and then people start like just launching. So, you know, maybe you guys got something going on in the Bay Area that's uh, yeah. just right on the cusp. Hopefully, hopefully. So you got to pull your friends with you. That's, yeah. that's the whole thing. <laughs> You know, like you all start in a community where you're all just like shelling flyers outside of clubs, mm -hmm. you know, barking as we call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're barking, you know, um, just giving flyers to people who are just going to throw them away. Yeah. And uh, as well, many Mitch as you Hedrick can get has, in the trash, you know, Mitch Hedrick has a joke that he says, uh, you know, when you're giving out people flyers, you're just basically saying, here, you throw this away. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, now it's a whole new world. So, uh, what are you thinking about comedy, comedy now where you actually can't be in the clubs and you're actually out there, you see comedies, com, uh, comedians out there doing drive-in theaters and they're doing mm -hmm. Zoom yeah, like you're are. doing. What yeah, do you think about that? A lot of comics doing like park shows and outdoor shows and drive-in shows and it's cool. It's good for the community, I guess. Uh, it's also not good for the community, I guess, as well. Um, I'm kind of indifferent on it, you know. I, I can see why people want to do it, but I can also see why people shouldn't do it, you know. Um, so I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, I've been invited a couple of times, but I'm not going to do it right now. I'm Why do you think all. people shouldn't do that? Uh, just because, man, the coronavirus is still out there. It's still, it's still spreading. It's ah. still this thing, you know? Yeah. It's still happening. It's flattening the curve, you know? Even oh, though we've been absolutely. here for six months, but it's like, um, you know, like 
people are going to go gather at the park to hear your dick jokes. Like you're not changing the world with your dick jokes, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, no one needs to, to get deathly ill because you, yeah, you wanted to say a fart joke. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can see if it's like, you know, big name comics who want to go out there and keep comedy alive and change the world. Like, like a Dave Chappelle or, a, um, I don't know. I can't think of any other big names that aren't like either jerks or dead, <laughs> but, um, you know, um, I feel like Zoom is kind of a good place right now because people from all over the world can see it and people from all over the world can participate. Uh, like, for example, there's a lot, of, a lot of comics, a lot of comics that I know now that I didn't know at the beginning of the year. And like, if I ever travel to Washington, D.C., I know who to call. If I ever go to Denver, I know sure. who to call. You know, if I ever go to San Antonio, Texas, I know who to call. And um, I think it's super awesome that uh, we're making so many friends and networking so much with all these people. Yeah, building that network uh, beyond the Bay Area there. It, very far beyond the Bay Area. If That's I go awesome. to Malaysia, I know who to call. If I go to Europe, <laughs> you know, I know who to call. You know, uh, I don't know if it's, if it's the right time to get into this, but right now, Hypothetical Comedy, uh, it's our brand that we're doing. We're doing it on, on, uh, online right now. We were doing it in the clubs, um, but now we're doing it online. Uh, so every Saturday, I'm doing a show called Hypothetical World Tour, and we go to a different country. We feature a different country every week. Uh, the first week, we did... Um, Netherlands and then like Germany and last week was Hong Kong and then this coming up week which is tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. is going to be uh, Belgium. Oh wow. Super excited. We're doing we're doing uh, the local comics from that country and uh, their local time zones. Do do they do it in their in their native uh, language? No it's all in English. It's all in oh, English. Okay. The um are, are you noticing sort of like like how comedy changes throughout the world when when you're doing this? Yeah, yeah, like a lot of my friends will do like regional jokes, you know, like um, jokes about like just things around here and stuff, and then nobody gets it. <laughs> well, you know, I gotta ask, I gotta ask you, man. But what is the comedy like for you doing it on Zoom? Do you have a what's the response for you like? Because it's got to um, be different than a club. Like, what's that feel like? Yeah, for you? you know, you know. Okay, so like we'll just say open mic for example, right? If if I went to an open mic uh, in a bar, um, there's a chance that there's no customers there. It's only comics. Or there's a chance that the customers that are there are, are talking amongst each other, you know, and they're, they're not even there to see comedy. They didn't know there was comedy going to be there. <laughs> um, so I've done comedy in bars for years in front of nobody, in front of comics. And you don't want to do comedy in front of comics, you know. Um, <laughs> and I feel like the Zoom thing is a lot, I don't want to say cooler, it's different. But it's really cool because people are actively there and they're actively paying attention and you can tell if they're not because they're not in their square, you know. <laughs> That's yeah, true. the Hollywood squares hey, get really empty. Square, Corey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and people just disappear behind their their digital backgrounds as they uh, back away. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's it's really interesting. I've seen a, a lot of open mics uh, pop up on Zoom during this pandemic. Um, yeah, where, yeah. Where people are 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 you know tr trying to find that new way to keep sharpening their tools. To me, it seems more like. Um, because there, there isn't that, that chuckle that will help you, you know, sort of redirect or, you know, really push, you know, towards, you know, your bit or, or something like that when you're, when you're on stage and you can feel that, you know, that return from an audience. You can get um, that too on Zoom. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's different, but you can get that too on Zoom. Like there's been so many Zoom shows where I'm like, oh man, I'm killing, you know, like whatever. But there's also Zoom shows where like there's nobody there. Sure. In front of five comics. Yeah, I mean, it's not much different than than doing it on on local circuits. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> 
Yeah, it's sure. just like, you know, Dave and his you know, onion rings in the back of the club. I, I do a joke where I say my favorite part about Zoom comedy is that there's a lot less, there's a lot less walking involved. <laughs> uh, but my actual favorite thing about Zoom comedy is there's a lot less traveling involved. I, and you can, it's not really stand up either. You can really sit down, sit down yeah. comedy. That's the biggest argument. They say it's not real stand up. <laughs> a lot of comics say that. It's not, it's not, it's not stand up at all. It's, it's different. It's a different beast, but it's very similar. It's very, well, there's similar. no reading it. There's no reading of the crowd. There's no reading the people. There's no, it's like a lot harder to do that. I mean, you can still do it. People do crowd work. I don't know. You know, but I, you could do it. You, <laughs> can, you can totally like riff on people. Do crowd work. Well, actually, what I was referring to was not really crowd work. It was more getting the energy off the crowd that's in the that's in the room. I think it varies, just like real life. You know, sometimes this crowd's super into it, sometimes they're not. Um, my mic on Friday is like not to toot my own horny thing, but toot toot. Um, th- it's really good energy. It's really fun. I feel like it's 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 one of the funniest mics that I do. Um, it's just <clears> a lot of really good energy, and people are just like super happy. People love it. People message me all the time, like, "Oh, your mic is my favorite mic," and blah blah blah. Yeah, and, you know. Um, you had a lot of people responding to you guys. Like there was a yeah. lot of people laughing, a lot of people enjoying it, a lot of interaction. And I was actually really shocked about that because I've seen other open mics where people don't say a word or they yeah. you don't hear well, you don't hear any like laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just uh, you know I feel like I uh, I've been hosting for quite a while and I love hosting and um, doing this weekly Zoom mics really like made me better as a host. But before this, we were doing showcases in a club and I would host those shows. And I feel like that's just kind of the vibe I bring as a host. It's just fun and just good energy and just positive vibes. I I, I would mi- I miss that that spotlight heat though. You know? Yeah, I mean I got a spotlight heat right here though. Yeah, I mean you could you could set up your own, but it's, it's not the same. Like <laughs> no, it's like not. atmosphere. I mean, it's, it's, and... it's all recreatable though at home. That's that's what I love about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, there, there's just some something about like a stark black stage and then stepping into your like cone of light and like okay now i, mean, it's I can't on. tell you i can't describe the feeling of being backstage at the san jose improv you know and, and waiting for your name to be called because you're next on the on the lineup and you walk out and it's just like you walk to these huge curtains and the stage is like so big you know it, it's really cool i hosted there one time and um right before i went on stage the the sound guy said because uh, there was like a dance a bunch of like girls that were dancing before the show started and they moved the mic and uh, the, the sound guy was like, hey, can you check the mic and make sure it works? Like before you start your set, before you start the show. And I was like, well, it's yeah. not awkward. So I, I went over, I crossed this and I told him, I said, if the mic does not work, I'm going to tap on it. And if it does not work, I'm going to hold it above my head. And I grabbed it and I tapped it and I could hear it in the speaker. So it works. Uh, as long as it's working for your monitor, that's all that matters, right? That too. <laughs> so that I can hear myself. Place. That was a real place though. Yeah, I mean, like a legit, a legit club. Even they have uh, their their pitfalls. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, uh, the uh, mixed mixed entertain like sort of variety type type shows. Um, they they can they can get kind of awkward. Uh, but we we should switch gears and talk about movies. Uh, it is October. It is Halloween time. I mean, like as soon as uh, uh, you know September's over, it's it's Halloween until Thanksgiving, right? Um, <clears throat> Well, of course, Halloween was officially canceled. So that's why no. we're going to give you. Yes. Yes. No. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween is not officially canceled. canceled. That's why we're going to give in, you. Halloween is in your heart if you want it, Jeff. Corey, you're killing the promo of the show. This week, Switch the Envelope proudly presents the top 20 scariest horror movie locations. 
This would include places like Mike Myers' house, the ocean for Jaws, and any other place that you have seen in a very scary, scary movie that makes your blood curdle and your skin crawl. Now Jeff Corey and Funky Sam Medina are going to count down the best horror movie locations. <laughs> Corey, would you like to go from number 20 to, to number one? Is that how we're going to go? Yeah, we'll, we'll go 20 to one like it's a, a ranked list, but again, not really ranked in any particular order. Uh, number 20. Number 20. We're going to start with... The movie Misery. Go ahead, if you're not familiar with this movie, it's just the whole movie is set in one person. There's like one location for this entire movie. But the way they set up this movie is very it's Stephen King, very scary. Woman kind of just latches onto this guy who's her favorite uh, author. author, and she won't let him leave her house. Until he writes his book. <laughs> yeah, until she right, finishes the book. James Conn spent... Motivation. Yeah, right? Yeah. J- James Conn spent 15 hours a day strapped to a bed to film this movie. Wow. <laughs> and then they broke his ankles for real. Wow. Like that scene where you see his ankle just snap over. Oh, there's a bonus involved. Yeah. They... It's, it's funny because the scene where they break his ankle for real, like you can't do a retake on that. Nope. One take Charlie. James Conn is that professional. Yeah, he's he's that method. He's that method. He's, he's like break my ankles. Let's do it now. You know what? I what I don't remember is if Kathy Bates was actually famous at this point. I feel like she wasn't. She won an Oscar for her portrayal of Annie Wilkes. The her house is what we're talking about. Um, Annie Wilkes's house or the Misery House, as it's as it's referred to in the horror community. Uh, but she ended up winning uh, uh, an Oscar for her portrayal. Who's part of that horror community? Uh, you know, other horror fans. Other horror fans? Horror fans. Not horror fans, but horror fans. Oh, this is a horror movie podcast, no? A horror movie. Two very different genres. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, sorry we misled you. Well, if we're talking porn, we're definitely talking Kathy Bates, because that's my woman. (laughs) Yeah, Kathy Bates, you sexy lady. Um, but anyway, the the house was built in Genoa, Nevada, which is across the uh, Sierras from where you where you are, um, in the Carson Valley. The Sahara is known mostly for the Oregon Trail and many of the people who died. Actually, you have, each cross, other. you have to cross the Donner Pass. And I'm I was sure, just going to talk about the Donner Pass. Yeah, Donner Pass. I'm familiar. Yeah, you have to go through the Donner Pass to get from your, your section of California over into Genoa. All right, number 19 on our list is a movie that not a lot of people saw, but you should because it's weird. It's creepy in, in an unnerving like uh, psychological madness way it has um, a really terrible title that's not scary at all but then yeah, it's uh it's also got fart jokes so you know there's that yeah. it's a considered a horror comedy um but really having to look at willem dafoe in black and white doing intense acting will unnerve the best of us i actually don't agree with this being on this list because i don't think it's a very scary location Let's no, go. but the claustrophobia that you get inside that that uh, that lighthouse, there's shots where they come down the spiral staircase where they're just like oh, drinking wow. kerosene and like uh, drunk out of their off their asses. Everything is so tight and and that's why they 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 go crazy, right? Yeah, it's uh, but the movie is called The Lighthouse. The setting itself is the lighthouse in Cape um, Fork U. Yeah, Halifax, Nova Scotia. All right, moving on. All right. <laughs> Uh, number 18 is probably one of the most famous psychological thriller. Sometimes people call it a horror film. 
Um, I, I consider it a horror film. There's lots of creepy things that happen in it. Uh, the most intense part of the movie comes at the end when our Wait. heroine... Probably want to tell people what movie From the movie Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> Clarice goes and visits Buffalo Bill and roams around in his house with the lights off while he stalks her with a pistol and night vision goggles. Now, it's uh, intense. Yeah, Sam, cool. what do you think of this movie? Uh, I feel like this movie shaped our nation, man. When I was, well, at least for me, because I was really young when this movie came out. And I feel like it was an iconic, uh, very iconic movie. Yeah, yeah. often parodied. Um, this really just immediately became a part of pop culture. It is often parodied, yeah. Awesome. So let's take it to number 17 on the list, which is a movie about a dolphin, the scariest dolphin there ever was. It is the scariest dolphin of, of all time at number 17. It's so scary, a dolphin. It's actually a shark, and the setting is the <laughs> entire ocean yes, because we're this, talking about Jaws. This movie made you afraid to go to the beach and swim in the ocean. Yeah. Everyone now is afraid of water. This this yeah. is why we have Shark Week. Yes. Yeah. This movie is why people are obsessed with sharks. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. I feel yes. like, uh, yeah, this movie is what really made sharks uh, like a, a thing. And I have, I must, I must uh, divulge some information that I've never seen Jaws. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jeff! What the <laughs> fuck? I always thought it was such a stupid concept. Okay, like all, I can't. The I Jaws I, I have never, dude. I've ne I don't. I think it's the stupidest concept. Jaws is great because they don't because they they couldn't shoot the shark. You don't. It's not really about the shark, right? Like it's just about the. You terror do see the shark, the sh though. You do. That's about the fear of the shark. But but it's it's not all about the shark. They had intended for the shark to do a lot more and to eat more people and stuff, but wow. their animatronic fucked up because they tried to film it. In the ocean off Martha's Vineyard in, in Massachusetts, and the salt water I think got in and corroded. Massachusetts. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, Dude, the salt I, water I, destroyed their their animatronic no, sharks. I, I so actually had, I understand what happened, and I know all the history behind it. The only thing is that I just thought it was a stupid concept for a movie, just like it. I didn't watch the new it because I thought the whole concept of it was so stupid. Ah, uh, I mean, I don't the new it either. I read it, the book of it. When I read the ending in it, I was like, "No, I'm done. I'm not." Spoiler gonna alert: It's a giant fear spider. Yeah, I'm f that comes from another planet. Sure. Like yeah, seriously, yeah, I'm not fizzles. watching that. Yeah, it didn't make this list because storm drain. What are we gonna do? No, fucking balloon salesman. I, it's not gonna work. Uh, and, it's, speaking, and it's a fucking clown. It is run faster than the damn clown. He's got big it, clown shoes. If we were talking about like cultural impact as a list of horror horror films, it would make a, a you know a significant you know rise on this list for having a cultural impact because people are terrified from clowns because Tim Curry is terrifying. I think that people are terrified of clowns Curry. because it's peep, it's it's grown men in makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah people, that and there's a lot of, of fear of clowns. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's the serial killers and and. Really, Tim Curry. It's Tim Curry. It's Tim Curry, definitely. Yeah. Because uh, what's his name, Wayne Gacy or whatever? Yeah, John Wayne Gacy. He, we, yeah, he was a creepy clown. That's we could, yeah. But he was legitimately killing people. That's that's a little different. And he was a legitimate clown. <laughs> <laughs> and a terrific painter. Moving on to number sixteen huh. uh, is a movie that I don't care about because uh, it's from a long list of movies that are based on real events, quote unquote. 
that is completely horseshit. But the image from this movie is terrifying when you see it. The movie is called The Conjuring. The setting is the hanging tree uh, that you see on the poster. It's not the giving tree. Not, no, not the giving tree. The no. Tree. <laughs> it's this gnarly, totally different tree. Uh, tree that's got a noose hanging from it. And, uh, you know, like there's some like story about like, it's kind of like Amityville where like there's an invisible thread inside the house and like things move and, you know, oh, scary. And then they go into the backstory and like people were hanged in the back, uh, in the back of the house, in the woods, in the back of the house. And there was this whole thing where there's tortured souls and stuff. So like as a ghost story, really good. I hate that they keep presenting it as based on real events because it's, it's really they, the, they, they remade that recently, didn't they? The Conjuring? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if The Conjuring is a remake. The Conjuring that I'm referring to is oh. the one that you know, probably. Oh, yeah, from like 2013, something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, I, I never saw the movie, uh, but I did listen to a podcast where, where they talk about the real life stuff, like from The Conjuring. Yeah, the two, so the the two people, and, the, the two like investigators. To it in the, somewhere in the East Coast. Say that again? I think there's a museum dedicated to it. Oh, to uh, all of their real life conjuring stuff. Yeah. Where like Annabelle and like, there's a ton of horror movies that are based off of these investigators. um, The paranormal investigators, this couple that is shown in the conjuring. Um, They're sort of like exploits. I think even uh, Amityville is, is one of their, their early, you know, stories, but there's a ton of, there's a ton of horror movies that are based off of their sort of case files. Oh, wow. uh, but it turns out that they're con people and it's all horseshit. All right. The next one is one of my favorites. So let's go over that, Corey. This movie freaks me the fuck out. Yep. My all-time favorite, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, if we're talking about the setting like of something that just scares you, people still go down and, and visit the original gas station yes. all wow. the time. Because the original gas station is a real gas station that is no it longer, is. Um, it's no longer able to. You can't functional, fill up there anymore. A functional gas station. Yeah, it's not a functional gas station anymore. But you can still go down and visit it because it's still there. Looks the same. So people course. visit it all the time. This this was a really low budget film, so everything kind of happened uh, really locally. The grandparents' house that's in the movie the the regular family house where they put people on meat hooks and you know chop everybody up uh, with chainsaws um they're like right across the street from each other the um <laughs> the gas station is a little further down down the road and the story where uh, about how they got the main family house which is now like a it's like a cafe so you can like eat where they did like the chicken bone th- uh, scene and like wow all that you, there you can like eat real meals and apparently it's a, it's a really good cafe now. And I will say that this movie is not the most I it, it's a it's a good scary movie but as far as like the setting this is one of the best. The setting is oh. just f- scary as shit. I might yes. I might go watch this right now actually. I might just jump <laughs> out of here. I'll be back in like 20 minutes. It's it's definitely one to keep re- revisiting year after year. I'm actually not I'm I'm a, looking at number 14 here coming up Corey. Mm-hmm. I don't really agree with you, but I have to say no, no, I, I think I think it, it really is um, the the number fourteen. We're talking about the movie Carrie, and the setting is uh, where everybody dies at the prom in the gym. But the now, setting gym, itself, the thing itself, is just a gym. It's just a it's just a it's gym. Just a high school gym with some blood I hanging understand. from a from a from a bucket. The 
Well, that doesn't scare me. Chaos that happens in this gi- yeah, this particular gym. You're not supposed to know it's just a bucket of blood. But, but see, it's real. You're supposed to think it's real. Well, it's a bucket of blood that starts it. Have you seen Carrie? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Seen All right. Well, we're getting into spoiler territory here. Like, if you saw her drenched in blood. If I see her prom, drenched in blood, that blood, that's different. She's in that gym. But the gym itself doesn't scare me. I could walk into that gym and just feel completely comfortable. If I walked, I could get my tux on. I could bring in a girl, go in that gym. We could Doobie Brothers that shit up and dance around. It's the most terrifying yacht rock ever. Just Christopher <laughs> Cross on exactly. a loop. Uh, all right, fine. Gym isn't that scary. Moving on to the scariest thing on our list. Number, number 13. 13. The entire state of Georgia. Georgia has uh, has been the setting most recently because a lot of the film industry has moved to Georgia of uh, very many Due to uh, scary. Yeah, it's tax cuts, you know, uh, Georgia and New Orleans. Um, the uh, the state of Georgia, though, is uh, is home to two very iconic, very terrifying experiences um, on not just the big screen, but on the small screen. Everybody who's a fan of The Walking Dead knows that every zombie in that show is just an upset Southern bell. <laughs> who's, who's got the vipers. I know right. the walking dead was in Georgia. Yep. Yeah. They walk all over the state of Georgia. And the, it was the like reason I stopped watching the walking dead is because they couldn't stop years? walking for the last seven, seven fucking years through Georgia. You think they'd they at least get to like Alabama or, yeah, or the coast something, you know, or Florida. Although really, the alternative zombies are Florida uh, zombies. <laughs> I, I uh, my wife and I we watched the first three seasons, and then it was just it was hard to keep up with TV, you know, like on a schedule basis. So we were like, oh, we'll catch up. We just never did. In this, I, in I this had COVID, same experience. In these COVID times, you couldn't catch up on The Walking Dead. I'll tell you what, though, we did watch fourteen seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in like three months. <laughs> but that's an easy watch. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we had, we had both watching never, The Office and stuff. We had both never seen it. Uh, moving up the list to number 12, one of my favorite movie franchises because I love me some uh, Bruce Campbell playing yeah. Ash in the Evil Dead series. Oh, yeah, I do too. They went into a comedy horror uh, realm after this first one was made, but Sam Raimi, who is responsible for the shittiest Spider-Man, um, well, all, of the, all of the first Spider-Man, but really the shittiest Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, he tried so hard to make this awesome, gross horror film, and he made something that was Stupid. its own campy, Stupid. wonderfully still jump scare and nice uh, horror film. But you really got to just buy into the camp, right? For yeah, Evil Dead. right. You do. And then I feel like uh, they went all in on the campiness uh, with two, with Evil Dead 2. Yeah, he realized, oh, shit, I should have just been making a comedy, and they right. sort of remade it for right. Evil Dead 2 yeah. as a straight comedy with horror elements. You know, uh, the remake... Has, has not, that ever happened before? Not comedy at all. The movie series, where, like, he tried to make it in series, but then he ended up just doing a comedy. Happy mm-hmm. Death Day was a, supposed to be a scary movie, and then the sequel, Happy Death Day 2, or Happy Death... And read the, Happy whatever Death the re- they made, it was a total comedy, the sequel. Nice. Yeah, I love the Happy Death Day movies. 
they were quite entertaining but the sequel is a complete comedy it's not oh yeah yeah it's and there's like it it goes into like science fiction for no reason and they're like time traveling with a a glitchy machine and it gets it goes way off the rails uh and then there's murder so you know jennifer's body is almost like that jennifer's body i think they made it to be like a i think they thought they're making a horror movie but because it stars megan fox i'm not sure it actually came across as a horror movie and so it was it came out as a horror movie. Oh. Yeah, definitely a horror yeah, movie. Jennifer's body was definitely a horror movie. <laughs> uh, but going from the remote cabin in the woods in Tennessee from Evil Dead to Saw itself, it made it to number 11 on our list, that bathroom in Saw. You see a still of that bathroom, and you're like, yeah, death happens there. Y- you know, the entire time you knew some bad shit was going to happen, uh, didn't quite expect that a dude was going to have to saw his own leg off is that what he does he saws his own leg off okay so number 10 is actually um one of the best underrated horror movies mm. i think agreed which is poltergeist mm-hmm. now coach it's coach <laughs> it's coach yeah it's, it's coach. definitely coach oh, yeah. but Poltergeist is also one of those movies where you always have these creepy stories coming from the actual set because the girl who played the little girl in Poltergeist actually died at a very young age. And I believe... Didn't, so did the older sister. Yes, the older sister also died at a young age. And so did Craig T. Nelson's career. Oh, then. <laughs> Damn. Dauber, thanks to Dauber, it became Patrick Starfish. Hey, actually, guys, I'm working on a parody of Poltergeist. Um, instead of people, it stars all chickens, and it's called Poultry Geist. <laughs> nice. I just made that up. I'm not really nice. <laughs> From across the road, they're oh, here. Oh, that's Across the road. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll workshop it. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the, the interesting thing about that particular house is um, they rebuilt the exterior of that house in a sound studio so that they could collapse it in on itself. Wow. So, like, there's the house you could go to, and then there's the two houses that they used in the movie, one was on a soundstage so that they could just collapse it, you know, when all of the uh, Native Americans pulled it from the inside. Yes. That's yeah. cool. I did not know that. 10 points um, on the PC reference. Yeah. Well, we didn't earlier when we called it an Indian burial ground, so I thought I would pull it around when we were making, you know, not not a Well, the more, the more the PC reference. reference would be to know which which tribe was actually buried there. Do they mention that in the movie? I don't think so. Then moving on to number nine. (laughs) Okay, but before we go on to number nine, we're going to recap our scary movie location list for you right now. We're going to go over what was 20 through 11. Starting at number 20, The House from Misery, Annie Wilkes' house. At number 19, The Lighthouse from The Lighthouse. Buffalo Bill's house from the movie Silence of the Lambs. Number 17, The Entire Ocean, as seen in Jaws. Number 16, The Conjuring Tree, from The Conjuring. Number 15, The Family House, slash Murder House, slash Gas Station, from The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is the original one. Number 14, according to Corey, The High School Gym in Cary. I still don't agree with that. Number 13, The Entire State of Georgia. Number 12, The Remote Cabin in the Woods in Morristown, Tennessee from Evil Dead. Number 11, The Bathroom from Saw. And number 10, The House in Simi Valley, California in Poltergeist. 
We're going to go on to the next one for number nine. Oh, nine traumatized me as a child, you guys. Which what? It, it traumatized, traumatized me as a child. All right, well, let's talk about it because I like trauma. <laughs> I'm just scared of birds now, you know? They're going to hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> I have the same. Yeah. Dude, this movie actually scared me. Uh, but I, I used to go to this hotel a few years ago and I was right in Graveyard and uh, during nesting and egg season or whatever it is, uh, when the birds lay the eggs, um, there's a bunch of birds in our courtyard. And so they make nests and they have their eggs and their babies and stuff. Um, if you walk out the hotel between the hours of like mm, 5 a.m. and 8 a.m., the birds will peck you in the head. Damn. Crazy. Birds birds are assholes. Yeah, they just feel threatened. You know, they just feel threatened. So they peck you in the head. But it wasn't uh, wasn't much different from uh, the birds, except there's only one at a time. And the they, bird was like 20 or 30 birds at once. <laughs> that shit's scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. A flock of birds attacking all at once is um, is nightmare fuel. And that's why the movie The Birds was so effective. <laughs> yeah, Alfred Hitchcock you, was amazing. He really was. If, in case you don't know, we're talking about the movie The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. And the place we're referring to is the town, or specifically the schoolhouse, that's located at, at Bodega Lane in Bodega, Northern California. This movie is fucking frightening. I actually rewatched this movie and the scene we're talking about where the kids run from the schoolhouse has like 300 birds pecking out little children's eyes and everything. Destroying skulls and it tattering is, clothes. It is not nice and it is just frightening. Yeah, those birds are pissed off. Yeah. Those birds are not, not happy birds. That's for sure. All right, moving on to number eight on our list. Is Halloween's the namesake, you guys. Yeah, right? The namesake of the holiday. Tis the season. The movie uh, Halloween. The Halloween original. is probably the best movie of all these movies for ha- for the of, of scary movies or like any of these. I mean, have you seen Return to Halloween Town? <laughs> no, but I've seen Hocus Pocus. Mm. Yeah, it's close. Hey, uh, Hocus Pocus. That was on last night. <laughs> or I mean, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Boogity. Mr. Boogity's probably Mr. one of the Mr. Boogity. Yeah, uh, it kind of has a. No, none of those movies we're talking about. I saw Halloween. a really scary movie the other day. It was called Finding Nemo. <laughs> That's I terrifying. Was, like I was freaked out the whole time. Yeah, especially for new parents, that movie is terrifying. <laughs> um, the Myers House from Halloween is this uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's house? This is actually <clears throat> no. This is the house that is featured in the very beginning when the little boy turns out to be michael myers that's when he goes nuts and kills everybody in the very beginning of the movie so the movie starts on this house um and it's before michael myers goes into like berserker mode no it's yeah he does go in berserker mode it's before he goes into being a uh uh, being put away in like being hospitalized the mental asylum yeah. yeah 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 where they do nothing to treat him and he comes out as an invincible he escapes no, he escapes the murder, murder man. No, I mean, he escapes from the mental institution. That's why oh, I'm no, 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 I know. Yeah. I'm saying that when he was in the mental institution, they didn't do shit for him. You'd think they, they would too. Like, I, you know what? I, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, like it, it just, it made him worse and it gave him time to think about that was really how funny he to get his revenge about this house is that it's located in South Pasadena. Um, if you want to go see it, but you can't actually go to it because it's actually a chiropractic facility no way so in order to go to the myers house you have to actually make an appointment and see a chiropractor i'm sure people go by this house and try and see this uh the myers home all the time i'm sure it's a very iconic movie too so yeah, yeah absolutely um, 
It's it's de- it's a must watch during the season for sure. Probably like you know if you're going to do like the 13 days of Halloween leading up to you know actually Halloween itself, like make this one the one you watch on Halloween night. Like treat treat yourself to to putting Halloween on your Halloween night viewing. Going to number seven. Ooh, this this movie is quite unnerving. Um, where there's like body snatching and swapping of races and it's crazy and very terrifying new it's edition the movie list. get out jordan peele has really done a wonderful job getting into the horror genre to go from like comedy to horror and to really just hit home runs every single time um this movie was that first one and it's fantastic if you see armitage house then it's very frightening because you know you, re- you remember the movie and you remember where he was at when he had to go through all this turmoil and the house is actually a real home. It's at it's, 689. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, don't, don't give the actual. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not gonna, but it's but in it's, Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, so Mobile, you know that it's, it's authentically painted and decorated with racism. Okay. New says the Overlook Hotel in the shining. Uh, it, it will make you a dull boy, right? Probably one of the most iconic set pieces for a scary movie. Um, and that includes the Timberland Lodge, which is the exterior. Every corner of that place is iconic for being creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to number five, the Elm Street House, which is not actually located on Elm Street on, from the movie The Nightmare on Elm Street. The original. Oh, it wasn't. The actual house is on like Greenboro Lane or something like that. But Elm Street sounds better than um, you know, I feel like it was really good. It was a really good movie. I saw it when I was really young. Um, I think this kind of helped me uh, get into the genre of the, of the scary movies. You know? It's it's another movie uh, series that um, is kind of indulges in itself. Like mm-hmm. Freddy really can be a character. And so they, they can go a little, you know, wider with it than um, yeah. typical. I feel like uh, Robert England is such a good job. Man. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he, he played Freddy for so long. He's so great. He's so great with all of that burn makeup on him and that iconic glove and, um, and sweater. sweater. Yeah. Also, uh, Freddie is not is one of the only characters that's not a real character in real life. He's coming to you in your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, was, he was a character in real life, but they they burned him alive. They killed him. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's not. He's not like they can't fight him in real life. They have to get him in his yeah, in their dreams to fight him to beat him. Yeah, which that's is uh, dream world. more scary because you're so vulnerable because you're sleeping. Yeah, definitely. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. One, two, Fred is coming for you. You know, that shit's iconic. Yeah, I love that. Moving on to number four on our list, Friday the 13th and Camp Crystal Lake. But Jeff, what's the real world name for Camp Crystal Lake? Camp No Be Bosco. No Be Bosco. No Be Bosco. Mm-hmm. The it's least scary in Hardwick, name. Hardwick, <laughs> New Jersey. It is no a- Be Bosco. It is. It is a. Uh, it's owned by the Boy Scouts of America. So oh, they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed. Yeah, Imagine going bankrupt. Somebody buy that damn lake and rechange it to Crystal Lake. That should always be Crystal Lake. Buy it and change it. Yeah. Oh, damn, got enough money. Let's let's Did start a Kickstarter with the state or something. You know what was really terrible, but I loved it was Freddy versus Jason. Like that was so bad, <laughs> but I loved it because I love both those characters. I again, that doesn't work without the ability to have Freddy just be this crazy character, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of go any direction with him and it just kind of works. You know, I don't remember the, the, how they did that though. If, if, uh, 
if Jason's asleep, I don't think he's asleep. It doesn't really matter, think. right? Like it happens. What about, uh, what about Jason X, you guys? Jason in space. Jason yeah, in space. When they went to Jason that. in space, I was like, okay, come on. Yeah. I never saw that before. The, the only thing I never understood that one. The only thing I never understood is how they made the transition from Friday the, Friday the 13th and Jason being his mom to Friday the 13th and Jason being Jason. Never understood because that. Wait, Jason was his movies. mom? The, in the very first one, it turns out to be his mom Ma- because the mom her was son drowned in Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> I don't remember that twist. I don't know that twist at all. Yeah, in the very first one... He was worshiping his, his mom. The it? boy drowned. Oh, wow. And it's the like murdering was done by the mom. And then yeah. from every other movie, it was Jason being Jason. So it was. I got to go back and watch the first one because I mean, I was probably less than 10 years old when I watched it. And I don't remember that twist. Definitely worth the revisit. Unfortunately, before we get to the top three on our list, we're going to have to say goodbye to Funky Sam Medina. He's got to go do a open mic right now. Thanks, uh, Funky Sam Medina, for, for stopping by and uh, hanging out with us, talking some scary movies. A lot of fun. Um, if you guys ever want to do my mic, hit me up. I'm, I'm down. I'll be down, you know, so let me know. Yeah. We'll times at 1 p.m. on Fridays, 1 p.m. our California time. Um, uh, social media, at Funky Sam Medina. It's all right there behind me. At Funky, Funky Sam, Sam Medina. Everything. And uh, Hypothetical Comedy Network on Facebook is our group. We do all that stuff there. And then it's at Hypothetical Comedy on Instagram. And nice. uh, all of those uh, stream the hypothetical comedy open mics and everything. yeah yeah well not Instagram I don't know how to do that one yet but we do it on uh, my funky seventeen YouTube page uh, on uh, t- my Twitter on uh, Facebook on thehypotheticalcomedy.com uh, on our group it's streaming our group so yeah Twitch my Twitch funky seventeen on Twitch awesome. Well, we, we know we know you got to go get ready to actually go do the open mic uh, and and host that show. So uh, we it's a marathon, man. It's like three and a half hour show. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we thank you so much for coming on. Thank and you guys for coming on. It was it was a really good time, and uh, I'll definitely tune in to hear what you guys say about the last three uh, the last three uh, movies. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sam. <laughs> Appreciate um, it. Thank you guys. Not a problem. We'll see you later, man. So that was that was Funky Sam Medina. Thanks, thanks to him for, for stopping by. Unfortunately, he's got to actually go do stand-up comedy. So, you know, go go to Facebook, uh, YouTube, look up at Funky Sam Medina, wherever wherever you are social mediaing. Not Funky Cold Medina. No, Funky, funky Sam, Sam Medina. Medina. And uh, check out his comedy open mic night, hypothetical comedy. So we should proceed with the top three. Yes. Top yes. three. Now, do we want to recap? We definitely want to recap. Now that because we had to take a little bit of a break there, we want to recap from 10 to four and then do the top three. You know what? Let's recap 20 till four. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do the whole thing. We're going to fucking do it live. I'm going to do, I'll do 20 to 11. You do 10 to four. Or odds and evens, however you want to do it. Odds and evens, fine. Got to make, got to make it complicated, Corey. That's not complicated, but okay. <laughs> It's complicated for me. I never learned my odds and evens. Okay. So every I, dropped other. Out, I dropped out of school in third grade. Odds and evens and lefts and rights. Wait, now we're doing left and rights? No, 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 no. I didn't mean to confuse you. I'm sorry. Number 20, Annie Wilkes House from Misery. It was a, it was a house built in Genoa, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, number 19 was The Lighthouse from the movie The Lighthouse. In Cape Forkew. Oh, yeah. Uh, built on a real cape. In Halifax, Nova Scotia. Buffalo Bill's house from Silence of the Lambs is number 18. Number 17 is the entire ocean because of Jaws. 
Number 16 is the tree from The Conjuring. Pretty scary tree. <laughs> it's a creepy tree. Uh, <laughs> number 15 is the family house or pretty much the entire town from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What about just the, the, the chainsaw itself? Just the chainsaw. What if they just that, see the bloody chainsaw? Yeah. Okay, number 14. Why did I get this one? I don't even like this one. Number 14 is the, the gym from Carrie pre-burning down. While burning down. That's when While it's While burning down, huh? While burning down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number 13 from the movie Deliverance and lots of zombie TV, the state of Georgia. Yeah. The entire state. Yeah. I'll make you squeal like a pig, boy. Since when did Bill Clinton join Deliverance? Oh, that's Arkansas. Yeah, I'm sorry. Scratch that. <laughs> Number 12, the remote cabin in the woods from Evil Dead. Yeah. Number 11 is that creepy fucking bathroom from Saw. Number 10 is the house from Poltergeist. Yeah. And also the Indian burial ground that it's built over. <laughs> The Native American, Native American burial, ground. burial ground, yeah. Um, number nine, the schoolhouse from the birds. Definitely. Very scary. Number eight is the Myers house. That's the opening house scene in the movie Halloween. It was the boy home or boy? <laughs> the boyhood Fuck home? It. Fuck it. Childhood home? The childhood home of Michael Myers. That works. Uh, number seven is the Armitage House from Get Out. Get out that fucking house. They're going to steal your brain. No, number they're going to steal your body. Put, put a white person's brain in it. Number six was probably the most iconic movie set of all time for all horror movies was the set of The Shining. Known as the Overlook Hotel or in real life, it's the Timberline Lodge. Timberline Lodge sounds like a nice place to visit. I, I kind of want to stay there, actually. Yeah, you know. I wonder if they still have that carpet. Um, let's see. Next. Number five, the Elm Street house. Not actually on Elm Street. From the Nightmare on Elm Street. Number four is one of the most iconic childhood lakes from Friday the 13th, Crystal Lake. Or known also as Camp Noby Bosco. And now right. it's time for our top three. Drum roll. All right. So number three in our top three, again, no particular order, um, is Reagan's house slash the lamppost shot from that poster. And when he, when the Reverend first comes in to exercise those demons in and the, stairs. the exorcists, also the stairs, the stairs are in a different, different location, really. Uh, but everything is was filmed around Georgetown, Washington for The Exorcist. Um, I'm not sure. Is, is that the setting in the actual movie? I'm not, I'm not even sure. Yeah, you can I actually know, go visit them still. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the window, that iconic window that the light beam is, is uh, casting. Is light it the rear window? The Reverend? No, no. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Uh, no. Um, is actually a facade of the building that they added to the building that's there. So if you went to that building today, you'd be like, this looks nothing like the building from Can that poster. Can you see the birds from that window? The the burbs? The birds from that window? The birds. The window doesn't exist anymore. So oh, okay. No. I was going to see, wonder if you could get vertigo from looking 
north by northwest from see, that window. What you can't see, folks, is uh, on our Zoom call here, I've got an Alfred Hitchcock uh, background that is the set from Rear Window. And uh, But if, you know, if there was a... Too bad this wasn't like a long time ago and you could dial M for murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's like six... Alfred Hitchcock references yeah. in there. You've Come got, on. You got puns going. I've got tons of puns. Going. Tons of puns. You're psycho for puns. To this day, this movie remains a movie that is like the only kind of movie that scares me. Number two on the Number list. Number two on the list was a very psycho movie. <laughs> that Speaking of. really, really, really changed the game for a lot of people in the genre of horror. A lot of people don't understand how much this movie changed the game. If you look back on this movie now, people think it's not that scary, but back when this movie came out, this was considered the gold standard of horror. Brought out by the fantastic director, who is now one of the biggest, most creepiest motherfuckers, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock had a thing for blondes. Yeah, but... I don't mean creepy in the sense that he's a creepy filmmaker. I mean creepy as in he's a Me Too motherfucker that should have been Me Too'd back then. Yeah, except that back then they were just like, oh, boys will be boys because people were he, assholes. Dude, he was creepy for even back then. That's true. He um, used to like have his blondes like rent hot apartments below him and so he could watch them undress. He was a creepy dude. And he had like a he, he was like really fascinated with their feet, you know, sort of like Quentin Tarantino. And anyway, speaking of blondes, Janet Lee, very good in this movie. She has the iconic scene where she's in the shower. And she's murdered by the supposed Norman Bates's mother, and the best movie scene in horror movie history ensues. You know. So on our top top three, we've got the Psycho House, we've got Reagan's House from Exorcist. What do you think is the number one, Corey? What do you think? What do you think everybody's going to say is the number one scariest location for a movie? Well, I think we're going to have to go up uh, up to upstate New York. Up to a little town, starts yeah. with an A, ends with a Midiville. And it's not about Jaws. Because it's not it in the ocean. Be. Yeah. Amityville. The Amityville the horror. horror, located at 112 Ocean Avenue. The movie is actually does not take place at that location. No. <clears throat> because in Amityville, New York, they would not let the movie location be at that house. Because that is the location of the real murders that took place in Amityville. Now, when most people think of a very scary home, something that just you see the house and you think that is frightening. Amityville is the first thing you think of. So that's why it makes number one on our list. Um, very iconic. It's, it's got a very creepy like face. You know, yeah, I, th I think that's I don't think it would be creepy unless they had staged it that way. But it yes. looks like it has eyes in those windows at top. Well, it's got I've got a barn structure and then two windows in the second floor that when they light up kind of make it look like the house but is humans alive. are predisposed to look at faces and everything they see. Oh, it's I know, kinda, but that's it's an why evolutionary it makes... evolutionary thing we have. That's why it's but... creepy. <laughs> and then one winks at you and you're just like, oh, that house just winked at me. I'm not now, sure if, the, if, I if the window opened and closed or if the window opened and closed and looked at me, I'd be like, okay, that's fucked up. It's one of those houses where no matter where you are positioned on the street, it's always looking at you. It's yeah. One of those. <laughs> That'd be freaky. <laughs> like in the haunted mansion, <laughs> you're going through and you see those busts and they follow you around the room. <laughs> and then the ghosts follow you home. Yeah. Right. That's our list. Top 20. We want to thank Funky Sam Medina for coming on and being our guest. Uh, hopefully, he, en he enjoys the top three that unfortunately you, he had to miss. Are you kidding? He fucking enjoyed 
every bit of those three because we know he's at home listening to this list. Uh, follow at Funky Sam Medina on all the social media uh, cues. That'll lead you to his hypothetical comedy uh, show that happens every Friday, I believe. It's an open mic. Um, and if you get to him early enough in the day via slide into his DMs, if you've got a set, you might you might be able to get on his his open mic. And then fun. And then make sure you slide into our DMs because we really like yeah. it when you slide into our DMs. What speaking are our, of, what are our DMs? Jeff, speaking how, of, how would they find us on the social medias? <laughs> if you'd like, please go to our Instagram at switch the envelope or go to our Twitter at switch envelope. And please leave us a message. Leave us a Say comment. Hi. Tell wave us to us on Facebook. Exactly. Give us a little wave on Facebook. Is it um, a poke? I think it's a poke. I never have ever gone on our Facebook. Do we have a Facebook? We have a group. We do? But yeah. I've never gone on that. You know, that's why we got the Instagram and the, and the Twitter. We got a lot more traffic on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> than we do on the Facebook page. So if you go there, it's cool. We, we'll answer whatever question you have if you find us on the Facebook page. But realistically, go to those uh, those apps, uh, at reply names that Jeff mentioned earlier. Or you can go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. Uh, of course, rate and subscribe uh, and review us on whatever podcasting platform you listen to. But most importantly, you right now sitting in your car listening at your home office because we're all working from home or maybe you're on a jog uh listening to this podcast we want your help we need your help please tell a friend about this show and help spread the word that uh you know we're trying to entertain you specifically but also your friends uh, look forward to new episodes of Cinovations dropping soon, uh, as well as uh, more episodes of Al's Useless Hollywood Facts uh, coming to you. We're trying to give you lots of cool content. We appreciate your love and support. And until next time, we'll see you later, Switches. See you later, Switches. The following was a Riff Laugh production.